Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John, I need a uh, I need a gold star for something. Do you really? I've been <laughs> on time the past four weeks straight in a row, man, so, I mean, what is this, like, I've been beaten before you. Is this everybody gets a trophy? I mean, you're supposed to show no, up No, no, see, the thing is, I've really been concentrating on getting here before I you. I know, and so, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you have, so I, I've left a, a bag of M&Ms over there in the corner you can get on your way. Really? Are they <laughs> last year's Easter candy? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it might have been Valentine's <laughs> Day. I'm not sure. But, but no, I appreciate that. You have been here Sorry. all the time. I snorted. I know. I heard yeah. that snort. Right. I got to apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so how was the, how was yesterday? I know it was Mother's Day. It was, was good. Christy, have a good one. We did. We um, we uh, kind of did a little little lasagna dinner, and we had okay. some immediate family over. We ate outside, so therefore there's none contamination inside the house. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's awesome. I mean, I know. Um, you know, I lost my mother about nine years ago, uh, and that day's always tough for me. I bet you yeah. know Mother's Day is always tough. It's it's uh, you know I love what we do for Angela. But, uh, you know, you look around and, and it's just, it makes me remember how much I miss my mother and how much I loved her. And, you know, as time goes on, you know, the, they say time heals all things. And, and it does. You sort of, you know, you sort of get used to the fact of not having that person there. But um, yesterday I let myself really dive back into that. In fact, I looked and pulled out some old videotapes of mm-hmm. my mother and, and so I could show the kids. And because uh, my girls weren't born when she passed away. And, um, man, it really sort of wrecked me a little bit yesterday, bet, just, yeah. just not having her, um, around and, and hit me pretty hard, but I was able to, to go with Angela over to her parents, my in-laws and, uh, spend the afternoon there. And, you know, Marianne, I told her, you know, I, I love you and, and I appreciate everything you do for me and for letting me be part of your day. And, and, uh, you know, she's sort of the closest thing to have a mother left on this, on this earth now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it, it, the whole thing made me think about just the day I spent with Angela and her mom and the things that, that our mothers do about service. You know, I, this weekend I was, a, I, was, um, I was very honored to be a part of the Theology of the Body virtual conference and uh, I gave a talk on, you know, self, selfish to selfless, learning to be a gift. And, you know, I just got a lot of great comments about serving and thank you for serving us and thank you for doing this and thank you for what you're doing for the church and for you know uh, exposing or not exposing but sharing your life with us and and things like that and it really made me think about service and um yesterday morning we were watching resurrections mass father martel's mass and they have a wonderful cantor there and she was singing the servant song and uh, that's a song i was very familiar with growing up in the in the baptist church and uh, have loved hearing it here in the catholic world too and it talks about service and you know let me be your servant let me serve as Christ serves let me have the grace to let you serve me and and so yesterday I spent a lot of time thinking about service and with it being mother's day it just kind of all connected it made me realize man like we all talk about being a christian and living as christ lived and doing as christ did you know sacrificing himself putting putting others in front of him all the time and inviting us to do the same and the more and more i thought about it I was like, you know what? There's no one in my life or that I've ever seen that does that better than mothers. 
They, they just, they all give of themselves. You know, my mother, she was always the last one to eat. You know, the, the one that did all the work, but the last one to eat. Uh, she was the one that was, that always said, you know what, whatever y'all want to watch, you know, all these different things. It was always letting us go first, our wants, our desires, our needs, always making sure that our, our things were met before she ever looked to herself. And, you know, I see the same thing. Like, I think it's inherent in all mothers. Now, I, look, I, I realize that some people may not have had a, had, had a great mother. I mean, there's people that fall to addictions and other things in their lives that maybe, um, help them not to be but such a good love mother. of their faith or um, love of their child is still there. And yeah, so forth. Sure, yeah, sure. Um, so I know that some of us may have had rougher childhoods yeah. like that, but for the most part, it just seems like no matter, it, it's something that women just inherently have that they inherently do because the things that I saw in my mother, I see Angela do, you know, last night we got back from her parents and we were, you know, I said, do you guys want to have a fire? We had a few sticks of wood left and a big stump, you know, kind of thing. And, and I threw it in the fireplace, and the kids were running around playing. And, you know, Angela and I were sitting out there where we had dinner out there around the fire. And, and she says to me, I'm three days behind and praying a, a 54-day novena for a friend of ours that was really struggling. You know, my instinct was like, well, you know, you might as well just, you know, three days is a lot to catch up on. You know, and she just said, you know what, I'm going to do it now. And so the kids are running around. Angela goes in the house, gets a rosary, sits down in the chair over there. The fire's going, it's gotten dark. And I started playing the servant song on my phone. And as I was listening to it and just sort of enjoying the moment, I looked over and I see my wife just fervently praying rosary after rosary after rosary for somebody else in her life that isn't directly family. But that's like the same things that I saw in my mother, I see in Angela. You know, she's always the last one to eat. She's the one that's that's that stays up until the wee hours of the night, making sure that everything gets done, that you know, right now in the homeschooling and all the things that have to go on and, and her job and then making sure that we're taken care of. And, and it's just, it, they have this other gear of service that it just seems like sometimes we meant and struggle to find and it comes naturally to them. And it's something that seems to be widespread through all mothers. It's not just inherent to this one woman. It's, it's something all mothers share. And uh, right. Cause I remember growing up my, uh, my table, the, was always full with my friends so as well as my sister's friends and somehow my, my mom always cooked enough food for everybody that came to visit and that's that internal like you said that internal desire to serve to be a service to be of help um, to grant any kind of a assistance possible even if it's not your own child you know kid in the neighborhood or some a, a, a kid of a friend or something no they're there it's amazing like you're saying how Angela was doing a rosary for somebody else. That's internal, that, that desire to care and to nurture anyone mm-hmm. and everyone. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just a lot of the same qualities that Christ showed. I mean, humility, you know, never, the thing I remember about my mother is she would do so much for us and she never asked for anything in return. She never asked other than, you know, hey, let's sit down and have dinner together or let's spend some time together, you know, things like that. But she never wanted, you know, to be, to have an applause or, you know, something to be recognized for making dinner every night or getting three kids to separate, three separate places. Um, she never asked for any of that stuff. I can remember like one of the biggest things, uh, a couple times in my life, they made me seem small to people, but, uh, I remember my mother wanted to get, she was a big Disney animation fan. And I remember it made her day when my dad, who was always busy working, uh, took us to see the little mermaid. And that was something that I just, 
I could tell it meant a lot to her, you know, to have her family there and to be able to go do that. My dad just was never a movie theater goer. They just never did much stuff uh, like that. And then the other thing was um, we had been to Disney World a couple of times. We were fortunate in that way to be able to go. Um, and I remember my mother asking my dad this last time, you know, because it was getting to where I think my older sister was getting close to college age. And, you know, she was just sort of like, can we please go and stay at a resort? I've always wanted to stay like at the Polynesian or something like mm-hmm. that, which I'm sure there's grander, bigger ones now. But but uh, those are the only thing, two things I can ever really remember my mother asking for. You know, but for the rest of our lives, it was always putting us first and never counting the but cost. But even then, she was putting you and your sisters first because yeah. it was an experience for them to share. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's, but I mean, it's it just that humility of never, mm-hmm. never asking for anything that, that, that we see in Christ, right? That, that great humility he calls us to and generosity, you know, just, just putting everyone else first. That's hard to do. I struggle with that. Like, I really do. There's at home, especially. You know, when I'm done with what I'm doing, which my days are filled with a lot of stuff now, working with the VCC and the Pew Ministries and, and coming and doing some things with Covenant Eyes. And and so a lot of times when I'm done, I want to be done. Like, it's my time and I want to go do what I want to do. And mothers don't do that. They, they're they like, no, I'll do what I want to do. If there's time left, if not, I'll go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, and hope maybe there's some time tomorrow. And, and it's something that I just, it just... It, it is so beautiful to me to, to be able to serve in that way, to put people ahead of you that much. And and so it just, the selflessness, I mean, that's another part, generous with their time, but selfless in their own needs, tending to everyone else before they do themselves. And and then the sacrificing, like even their bodies at some point, you know, uh, if they're, you know, when they become mothers, they sacrifice their bodies. You know, there's there's a lot of women out there, I'm sure that can attest that, that they don't feel the same way or look the same way or, you know, after they've had children, especially multiple children. And that's something that they're willing to give of themselves. They give their very bodies to, to, to support and give life um, and to nurture that life all through the rest of their life, not just as an infant, but they never stop being our moms, whether we're 60 or, or 20, you know, they're always there guiding us and loving us and, 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 and being that support that we need in our lives. Well, the segue, obviously, we're, we're going towards is, is the Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, Christ uh, was born from Mary, so therefore the honor of what Mary has done to create um, a life such as Jesus through the you know, assistance of the Holy Spirit and for her to carry, uh, carry him but also to care for him and love him, those 33 years of him on earth is quite profound, as we know in the Gospel. Yeah, and I mean, from the very beginning, she did what— what all mothers do now. She gave her yes, right? She said, you know, I, I'd like to think that as a young girl, I mean, she probably had some sort of aspirations for what her life was going to be like. And then the angel shows up and says this. And and as a young girl, a very young girl, uh, to say, okay, I'm in. I, I give my yes. I give my fiat. And then for the rest of the life, her, of her life, putting her child first, putting Christ first, um, and, and with the knowledge that she had of what was to come, too, you know, uh, to continue to nurture and to continue to to follow the plan and the path that God had laid out instead of just, you know, uh, trying to convince, you know, hey, let's move out of here and go away and take Jesus off somewhere and stay gone and avoid all this. She didn't she didn't do that. She stayed to the plan and, and did the best she could for him and nurtured him as he grew into, as, into the Savior, into an adult. And, you know, that's something that we can all learn from is just that level of service of, 
just just imagine somebody showing up to your doorstep one day and saying, you know what, I know you've had all these plans, but they're changing, and this is what's going to happen. And and mm-hmm. and you can say yes, you could say no, but you know, <laughs> basically at this point, the 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 uh, salvation plan for the rest of humanity depends on whether you say yes or no. Yeah, and right. and so imagine that in your own life and would you be able to have that same fiat that same yes that same just just i'm gonna put this this person i haven't even met yet this this idea in front of everything i wanted in my life and that's what every mother that i've been around does including our blessing mother i mean she's the example for all of us in in that aspect of service um and you know one of the other things that that really strikes me about mary is that that she continued. I mean, even even when it got hard down the road, um, you know, she continued. Can you imagine watching her son start to be persecuted and all of these things? And yet she stayed there loving him and serving him even when it was hard. And that's the other thing I think we can learn that from our mothers and from the blessed mothers is serving when it's hard. You know, there are so many times where I can remember, you know, Angela, when we had small children, you know, very, very younger than they are now. Um, just breaking down a couple times and talking about how hard everything was, and she'd have her moment to 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 cry a little bit or to to let that let me in on what she was struggling with, but then she would get right back up and get right back to it, you know. And that's something that I think we're all called to. Be, being Christians in this world is hard, you know. I mean, it, it requires choices, it requires sacrifices, it requires serving others, the things that are uncomfortable for us. But that's what we're called to do. And to do it well, we have to do it that way. That's that's what people um, the joy. Like people ask me all the time, "What joy do you get out of what you're doing?" It's honestly serving others. It is. I mean, I, I was thinking about that. I teared up last night when I was listening to that servant song. It's been so many years since I'd heard it, but I, I found a version on I, iTunes or whatever that was very beautiful, and it, it was a band from New Zealand or something. But mm. it was really, it was really, really good. And the way he sang it and the piano playing, I just, I got teary eyed about it. And it made me think like, this is what we're all called to. Like walking with another through sadness and sorrow and joy and laughter and and walking to the end of the journey the way the song talks about and serving others the way that Christ served us and, and allowing the grace to come in for us to allow others to serve us as well. That humility to allow others to serve us. But that's that's really like where the rubber meets the road with being a Christian. Is saying, you know, I am called to serve. I'm, I'm understanding that that that's my my place in the plan, and and people find that different ways, right? I mean, for some people, it's it's being on a stage and speaking. For some, it's working the St. Vincent de Paul or the food pantry every weekend. For others, it's it's going into the priesthood or the the clergy. I mean, there's so many different things that we do, and there's not one that's better than the other. But when your when your faith really starts to take to to go to the next level. And to take off is when you get the service aspect. I'm called to serve others. We've talked on here a bunch of times about being a gift before. Um, But one way that you can be a gift is in your service and and just saying, you know, damn the torpedoes. And I'm I'm selling out to this Christianity thing. And I'm going to let it become a part of my life the way that mothers do, right? Like, it's almost like I don't have a choice. It's inherent in me to serve. Even when I don't want to, even when I'm griping about it, even when I'm mad about it, I still have to serve because that's what I'm called to. And that's the, what an example for us as Christians. Because there's times 
where I get burnout, right? Where I'm like, you know what? I just want to go drink a beer and forget about everything. Or I want to just take a vacation and forget about all this stuff. Um, you know, and, and, and walk away from it for a little while and, you know, binge Netflix or whatever it is and get my mind off all of this stuff. But that's, that's really when we get to the precipice of whether we're going to walk across that ledge, walk across that gap, the hard part and, and do what we're called to. Cause that's where you also find peace when you realize it's not about me, you know, and, and it's about others. And I and when you can serve like our mothers have, like these women in our lives have shown us, then that's where you really start feeling like, okay, my idea of, of maybe what it is to be Christian is a little bit different than what it needs to be. Right. Right. Like this is where I'm really living my faith. Going to church on Sunday is great. You know, going to, to groups is great, but it's, it's really like putting into practice in every facet of my life, this idea of, of service and putting others first and, and living the gospel and following the example of so many wonderful mothers we have in our lives. I think what you're, you're what you're going on is something that I've I've quite profoundly um, witnessed as well. I think for all of us who are who are married our husbands, we observe how dedicated our, our wives are to our children. We're quite quite amazed. I'm really am amazed of how much Christy does mm-hmm. and how much she blesses our two daughters. And I know that right now they don't fully understand all the sacrifices she has given them. But hopefully when they get older, um, they'll see that. They'll witness that, and they'll take it in, as some of us do when we really find out how much God loves us after all our screw-ups, you know. And then we find out, wow, God, you love me the whole time when I was doing this. And so the, the, the love of, of our wives to our children is the profound uh, acting out of God's love in our in, in the midst of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so profound of what you're saying because— we guys often miss that because we're, we're our brain's not like really tied into it. It's not connected to it. Like, like the circuit board's on, but like somewhere there's a cut in it to where the the message isn't going through the brain, mm-hmm. you know. And we, and we sometimes don't see what we need to do. And and when we focus and we we, we identify that I'm probably not paying the be- playing the best role that I can to support my wife, I think mm-hmm. that's when we get into that point of, of what marriage is about full supporting then that that love it, it, it it's like a hundredfold sure. it comes to fruition and then the kids see that and then and then you feel it as well well and there's probably a lot of guys right now that are listening to this and saying okay so basically you're telling me i need to be more like a woman and that's not what we're saying here right like we're we're inherently different men and women and what what i'm saying is we can't cop out and we say can't. that's a right. woman's thing exactly. that's a women's thing to serve to 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 do the things you're talking about it's not like are they naturally better at it? Yes. Like the women are pretty much the embodiment right, of the Holy nice Spirit. Like not to try. Right, right. They're the givers of life, right? And there's a connection with our children that they're always going to have that's different from what we have because they carried them for nine months. And that's why children, they run to their mothers at a young age whenever they, they scrape their knee or something. You know, it, it's I can remember when our children were really little. You know, I would go like, why do they always go to Angela? Like, I mean, I can put a Band-Aid on or I can. It's because they, they feel that loving and that nurturing and that longing to, that connection to the fix. Mom, and to, the mother, yeah. yeah. And so there's things like that or that are inherent, you know, that there's things that men do differently. I don't want to ever say better, but differently than than women. But to, to say, like, I can't do that or that's a you're asking me to be like a, a woman is not what we're saying. What we're saying is like, look, I mean, yeah, you may never be as, let's just put it frankly, you'll never be as good of a basketball player as Michael Jordan, but 
it doesn't mean that you can't go play basketball, right? And it's the same thing here. It's, it's okay, just because women are naturally better at this doesn't mean that we don't have to strive. It just means we have to work harder at it. It doesn't mean that it's unattainable for men. It just means that we've got to put more work into it. I mean, there's things we all have that. There's there's talents you have, Victor, that you're you're very good at that I would have to work and practice at to try to be better at, and or anywhere near as good at you are as you were at them. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's any less worthy of a cause or any less worthy of a a thing to strive for. And so, as men, I think that's something that you know we talk about a lot. This this idea men have of you know I'm tough and I've got my head put my head down and work hard, never complain and and I got to be macho and alpha dog and all the time. And Christ wasn't like that. You know, I mean, Christ wasn't like that at all. He yeah. always looked to serve. He always had his eyes up looking for that person in his path. How can I help them? How can I be a blessing to them? How can I be a gift to them? How can I serve them? How many people did he heal? You know, when he stopped and just, he he had a mission he was on, but he saw somebody and stopped. And he, he you know, gave sight to the blind or fed the hungry or cast out demons and all of these things. That's what we're called to. And all we're saying here today is there's some people in our lives that we'd be very wise to pay attention to and to learn from the women in our lives. Um, it doesn't make you any less of a man. No, it doesn't. Uh, that's one of the freest things that you, that, that, that you can find in your Christian life. That peace is when, is when you could say, like, you know what, all these stereotypes of I'm supposed to be this and I'm supposed to be that, and those are out the window. What I'm supposed to be is what Jesus calls me to, what Jesus asks me to be. If that means that I need to look at my mother or my wife or anybody like that, uh, any woman out there that's serving the way they do so well and emulate that, then I need to be glad to be able to do it and to leave all those other stereotypes behind and just say, you know what, I can learn from this and understand the joy. That's why you could see... There's sometimes when my kids will do something in the den and I look at it and I sort of laugh or something, but I look up and Angela has this like angelic look on her face. Just like she's so proud of them or she's so just the joy that's filling her heart with anything they're doing. You know, maybe Jacob walking and sitting down by one of the girls and giving them an ice cream and putting his arm around them. And I kind of look at it and go, that's sweet. But Angela's over there with tears in her eyes and because their their hearts are just full of love and 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 just seeing the, the the fruits of their labors, and so you know as we as we continue on to talk about this today, I mean, I, I just I couldn't avoid the connection between the two this this idea of service that kept going through my head through the weekend, and then Mother's Day falling on the same thing. I try to be attuned to what the Spirit's saying, and and He really pointed me towards like those two those two points that that the women in our lives if you want to serve like Christ, then start to look at the women in your lives in our lives, because they're, they're the, in my opinion, the ultimate goal of it. Mm -hmm. So I know we're getting here, you know, towards the end of the show. And, and, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, our t-shirts. We've talked about them before. They're just a guy in a few t-shirts, got the logo on the back and they have, uh, in the front on the, on the, uh, pocket place. And they have St. Benedict's, uh, Pope Benedict the 16th, um, uh, a quote: "The world has offered you comfort, but you, um, you're, you were made for greatness." That yeah. quote there. Sorry, I'm having a, a brain yeah, sure freeze. For the girls too, right? Just to <laughs> well, we're working on yeah, okay, one. Okay, gotcha. But uh, I had a lot of people this weekend buy the shirts. They had I had requests for for more information on them. Um, and what I decided to do today is we're going to do a giveaway. 
So um, if you're listening, if you're a fan of the show, what I want you to do is send an email into just a guy in the pew. That's just a guy in the pew at gmail.com. Just a guy in the pew at gmail.com. Send us an email, uh, obviously with your name, the shirt size you would wear, and write a little bit about what you like about the show. Maybe a couple lines. It doesn't have to be anything huge. And uh, send them in. And what we're going to do is I'm going to print those off. I'm going to pull them as they come in and uh, read through them. And, and we're going to take the names and throw them into a hat. And uh, and we'll draw this week uh, and see who wins the shirt. So make sure that your 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 address and everything's in the email too, your, your mailing address. And what I'll do is next week when we come on the show, I will uh, announce the winner and we'll get that shirt shipped out. So just something I wanted to do to say thank you to all the people that support us and have listened and and um, and to to get uh, a shirt out there to some that that may want one. So, um, and and if you if you're somebody who just wants to purchase one, anything you do with that goes to support what we do here on the podcast, the ministry. Uh, as you know, we've talked about we've we've started Pew Ministries, which is a nonprofit. So you can donate to that as well as we build things that uh, are going to help contribute to bringing people to Christ and to helping people develop a a better personal relationship with them. So you can find those on www.justaguyinthepew.com. There's a shop button up there. There's a donate button. Neither one of them will take it either by a shirt or to donate. But don't forget, send that name, that email address into uh, into uh, justaguyinthepew at gmail.com with your mailing address, and we'll we'll draw and have that next week. So can I do it? No, you can't do oh, it. You got, <laughs> well, my, I hear you. You don't have to be present to well, win either. No. Lily took my shirt, so I don't have a shirt anymore. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I can. I know a guy, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. So I'll get you. I'll get you hooked up. I'm good. But uh, you've been on time. Instead of a gold star, I'll give you a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> but seriously, guys, as we come to the end here, I want to just reiterate again. You know, there's no better model of serving our Lord and doing what God has asked of us than the Blessed Mother. And, and a model of that in each of our lives is, is our own mothers and the women in our lives, our wives and our own mothers. So as we strive to be the Christians that God calls us to be, as we, as we look to serve, to sacrifice, to be humble, to be generous, to be selfless, there is nothing wrong with taking a page out of the book that has been written by the Blessed Mother and our mothers and our, and our wives. So there's nothing about that that's less manly. There's nothing about that that's going to make you less of a man. It's just learning from the places that God points us to. And, and in my humble opinion, there's not a better place to look for an example of service and sacrifice than to our own mothers. Right. So if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to still have your mom on the planet, give her a big hug. Call her. Tell her you love her. Tell her thank you for all she's done in your life. And fellas, do the same things for your wives. So, Victor, why don't we take this all to prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you call us all to a life of service to you and to others. No one exemplifies that better than mothers. Help us to love, sacrifice, and serve as they do. And Father, when serving and sacrificing for others becomes difficult, remind us to call on our Blessed Mother for help. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.